Well, firstly, I've got 14 Neil Young albums, right? And I've now burnt them all. Uh, and I, I'm old enough to have them on combat disc. The neighbours complained. It was very smelly. But it, it does create a, a dilemma. Can you listen to Neil Young anymore, knowing he's an authoritarian pro-censorship, big farmer shill? It is a bit of a problem for some of us. Las Vegas, a city built upon sand, broken dreams, and $5 lobster. A city where you can get a happy ending, but only if you pay a little extra. A city home to a sporting event greater than the World Cup, World Series, and World War II combined. What's interesting is Neil Young, he's kind of missed the way the culture's changed. You know, back, back in the day it was rock music was the big counterculture thing. Now it's moved to podcasts and discussion shows, a bit like this. <laughs> Marvelous. Marvelous. Uh, Alan, I was offended. That's the point I'm trying to make. Oh, sorry, sorry, I wasn't listening. You really hurt my feelings, guys. <laughs> no hugging. I'm sorry. Holy red snapper. I feel like I have lost my mind. My marbles, at least. I, How, why is that, Rabbi Dave? <laughs> Welcome, Friar Cook. It's good to see you <laughs> on this Sunday, yes. which until about four hours ago, I was absolutely convinced was, in fact, Saturday. That can mess with you a bit. I have been off all week. I sort of have been, too. We had this conversation on what I'm now assuming was Thursday. Mm -hmm. I was listening to another show, Bill's show, and there were things on that show that was just absolutely setting me off. And I was texting Bill and Rod about those things, and they were confused because it was Thursday, not Wednesday. Mm -hmm. But I didn't realize that. You missed it by that much, Dave. And today, so actually yesterday, so I, I think I know what set this whole off is the kids got, the kids had a three-day weekend, which they just oh. had a three-day weekend. But this week they got Friday off because the end of the quarter and grading day and blah, 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 right? Yeah. So that threw me off. Anyway, Rabbi called me on Friday, I guess, and asked me if I would be available to help with something on Sunday mornings. And I said, he didn't say Sunday. He said day after tomorrow. <laughs> and I said, sure, it shouldn't be a problem thinking that that was Saturday. Yeah. And so this morning I got up and realized that, oh crap, today's Sunday. So I'm texting Rod saying, Hey, um, not going to be available at our yeah. normal recording time. So that worked out. Okay. I, yeah, I started a, a roast, a chuck roast out on the smoker at 9 a.m. this morning. And so every hour I've got to go and spritz it with some uh, beef stock. Hmm. This sounds delicious to me. It, I'm hoping it will be delicious when I'm done. should be done by 6 p.m. Now that said, I almost caused this week's show to be screwed up. But I have nothing, I have no responsibility whatsoever for last week's show. No, that, that one's on me. So. I had neglected to tell Dave that uh, I was actually going to be out of town last weekend. My son turned 21, uh, the, I think it was the Wednesday prior. And so we decided uh, we had planned a Vegas trip. And so I took my 21-year-old son to Vegas for three nights. <laughs> um, all right. I have questions. Okay. I have answers. Did he enjoy himself? 
He did. We walked our butts off, though. I mean, Sunday last week, we actually walked uh, eight miles down the strip, you know, four miles down, four miles back. And so we were pretty tired, but it was it was good. This We saw the sights and the Bellagio fountains and all the shops. There weren't any card flickers there. You know, the, those of you that have been to Vegas, they used to have these card flickers that had these little, like, baseball type cards of various scantily clad women wanting to do private dances for you for money so, for money yes right, for money right. it wasn't for not money. for free no no because there's but, nothing free in vegas as you also discovered i also discovered that and the it, meals are so expensive now this makes no sense to me because vegas is a town built on five dollar lobster Unless you had to go off strip to, to get it. I mean, I, we were, we stayed at the Excalibur and that's not a plug, but that just happens to be an, a decent location and one that I, I've stayed at before. So, but they're, they're, they have a Johnny Rockets inside and a meal for two at Johnny Rockets was $50. That's insane. That's insane. Or I would think it's insane, but I realized we, we had this conversation while Rod was in Vegas. Um, and by the way, let me be clear. He did tell me he was going out about town. I completely forgot that he told me that he was going out of town. Yeah. But I was going back to the text and I'm like, oh, he did tell me that. Yeah, anyway. I did. We tried to record earlier. We were going to, or at least the, the tentative plan was, but right. we didn't make it. So that's why I was absent. Yeah. So I realized the other day, Cammy mm-hmm. and I have started this thing where we're, when we go out to eat, we're tired of eating at the standard places that we go to the, mm-hmm. the, the chain, the chain restaurants and the fast food. So we're starting to try what I call hole in the wall diners. Mm-hmm. And we found a few of them and we're, we're going into these places. And what I realized is we went to one the other day and I was thinking about, you know, $50 at Johnny Rockets. Does that include tip or was that before tip? Um, I didn't leave a tip with them just because they're, they didn't like come and drop the food off at the table or anything. They just made the food. Dang. So, yeah. Didn't realize that. Anyway, we went to this, uh, really, really pleasant diner the other day and it was, the food was fantastic. Uh, Cammy was able to get something that she really loves, uh, pork chops, mm-hmm. which I don't care for obviously, but she loves them. And they, she said it was perfect. Anyway, when the bill came for the two of us to have uh, breakfast, brunch, whatever you want to call it, a couple cup, cups of coffee with tip was $48. Yeah. So I'm wondering, you know, what I'm realizing now is this, this whole supply chain thing is really. It's hitting everyone. Yeah, it really is. And it's yeah. even McDonald's. I mean, when I went, went and got Ben McDonald's this morning, cause he was begging for it and he's got this thing he does with his eyes. Dad, please. And I can't say no. So I went and got him, you know, some McNuggets and fries. Sure. And it was 10 bucks. Yeah. It's crazy. It's insane. The, the buffet, we went to a brunch buffet once. All you can eat, right? Sounds like a great idea. Used to be the, the most economical way to eat. Uh, it was with tip $77 for two people. Dang. So. That's, that's nuts. It is nuts. I probably spent over the weekend on food, probably around $500 easily, but it's like four days. Yeah. And we, that's, and that's without the gambling and drinking and 
Yeah, that's true. That's true. and one of our meals was paid for by my dad because my dad lives there and we visited him. So they sent him a text. They said, "What you need to do is gamble more to get comped." But oh yeah, seriously, not sure, not sure that solves your problem. I, well, you know, it was one of those things. I walked up to a, a blackjack table to show my son, "Hey, this is how you, this is blackjack." So I'm just going to play one hand. I plop down ten dollars because they don't have five dollar tables anymore. It's just you know ten Real and up. Yeah. So plop down ten dollars. Immediately, I get a blackjack. I'm like, okay, well that that doesn't show you anything, son. I'm gonna you know I'll I'll play one more hand. I get a twenty. <laughs> I won two hands. I I like picked up my winnings, gave the dealer five button five dollar chip, and said thank you very much. Walked away. Now the funny part about this is that he texted me and Bill yeah. about you know walking away while you were ahead, mm-hmm. which I don't remember if I texted you back or not, but I should have, um, at virtually the same time, my wife, my beloved wife, whom I love dearly, I'm mm-hmm. clear about this, love her. We, you know, we've been, we've been friends on Facebook for 13 years. I don't know if you knew that. Or not. I saw that. Yeah. That, that's a good weird. Yeah. Anyway, she, uh, at almost the same time went to the casino here uh-huh. and won $600. So nice. Was, like, was that oh, slots? I'm assuming so. I don't know what I she can't plays. stand slots. I just, yeah. it's mind numbing. I'd rather have a little more control over what I do. At least, you know, right. feel like I'm playing and enjoying the game. When you lose your money. Or when in your case, money. doubled your money. And I, Yeah, actually more than that, just for the little bit. I did, you know, I did play some slots just to say I did. And I ended up losing $6 in slots. So, you know. Yeah, I don't get slots. There's no... Yeah. Especially these these video slots, I don't get that at all. I don't, I don't understand the psychology of it. I don't what understand. What is fun though is, is watching it? the drunk people gather around oh, okay. and play watching slots. Other people doing it. Yeah, yeah that that's kind of hilarious. They all get all excited because they won some money. It's like okay. I can't figure the dang things out. Mm-hmm. I it it it's like how do you know if you won or not? I mean, other what? than you put a little money in and maybe it maybe it tells you you won something. It tells you. Yeah. I mean, there was, and the penny slots are not penny slots. They say they're penny slots, but none of the slot machines take coins anymore. None of them. It's cash. And the cheapest, you know, one of the the slot I sat down at was a penny slot, but the cheapest bet I could make was 83 cents. It's a weird number. Yeah. It's it's like, you know, other ones were like 40 cents. It's just, it's so weird that it's, it's a penny slot, but oh, it's going to be 40 cents. It's not quite 50 cents. Or it's not quite a dollar. Otherwise, it'd be a dollar slot. Hmm. So, yeah, it's just, it seems stupid. It's just, yeah. I just don't. I, my, my wife plays them and she'll make me, when, when, when we go together and we don't, we don't go to the, to the casino together very often. Mm-hmm. She usually goes with her friend. Sure. Nurse friends. This is get away from the guys kind of thing. And they go and they have fun and that's great. And I don't mind it. Or, or they go play bingo. She started doing that now, which is a little disconcerting yeah. to me because that's what old people do anyway she uh, you go <laughs> she'll try to get me to play these slots and it's like mm-hmm. i don't i don't get it i don't understand what it's doing i don't yeah th- there's no skill involved whatsoever none yeah. which is fine i mean it's a game of chance i get that but like you i prefer a game of chance where i can I, where i feel like i'm playing something and it's sure, sure it's a chance to draw 52 cards but I have to, I have to run numbers in my head. I have to think about, you know, odds and chances and stuff. And she yeah. don't, uh, she don't get into that. Anyway, 
not to not to put too fine a point on it, she came home with six hundred dollars. When I go to the casino, it costs me money. Yeah, I, so. I you know I had only really won the very first time I ever played blackjack. I won like eighty bucks out of the twenty I brought to the table. Ever since then, I've never really won. It's usually I sit at a table. This is what I have to spend at this table. If once I lose it, I walk away. Which is, you know, brings me to, since we're talking about confusion. Are you confused over who Neil Young is? Uh, was? I may have heard his a song or two, but I, I honestly, I don't really give a rip. I said this the other day. I swear to God, I thought he was dead. I was Again. stunned to discover <laughs> that Neil Young was actually still alive. I, I had no clue that Neil Young was still alive. Yeah. But Neil Young came out this week. He is alive. He's a little more relevant, I guess, to the today's conversation. Is he? I I don't know that he really is. Anytime somebody says to me, oh, Neil Young is standing up for for whatever. I I look at them and say, name five Neil Young songs. I usually stand up and say, okay, boomer, (laughs) because it's that generation. They think they're, they're protesting something of value. The problem with this whole thing is, of course, he's, he's, advocating for censorship is what he's doing. Sure. Now, one of Neil Young's biggest hits, you can call it that, is a song called Keep on Rockin' in the Free World. And if you hear that title and you think about it, you go, okay, this guy's a 1960s hippie type and he's talking about rock, you know, free world, keep the world free. That can say, which, sure. which of course is all not, the free love and all that right. other stuff happened. The song time. has nothing to do with that. The song keep on rocking in the free world is literally nothing more than liberal condemnation of George Herbert Walker Bush. That's all it is. Okay. And he was mad at the time that he wrote it because his, his tour was supposed to go to Russia, I guess, mm-hmm. and got canceled. And like most people who can't think for themselves, which is pretty much, you know, sixties hippie culture in the, in its oh, nutshell. Yeah. Uh, he decided that it was George Herbert Walker Bush's fault. <laughs> and one of his bandmates, I guess said, I guess we'll just have to keep on rocking in the free world. See how you put that, you, oh, you yeah. put that inflection the, on it. It makes sarcastic, it different. Right. right. And so that became the basis of the hit. So the song is not really about rocking in the free world. It has nothing to do with freedom at all. Other than. Neil Young was not being allowed to go to Russia for some reason that probably had nothing whatsoever to do with George Herbert Walker Bush, but, you know, put it out of sight. So anyway, Neil Young came out, said, Joe Rogan is bad. Joe Rogan needs to be banned. Joe Rogan needs to be censored. And until Spotify does your podcast, but you cannot have my music on Spotify. And the collective reaction of the world was literally Neil Young is still alive. Yeah, I was like, huh? What? What, what is, is that? that? People under 30. Who's Neil Young? Oh yeah. Of people course. 31 to 60. Neil Young is still alive and people over 60. What is Spotify? That's exactly right. And the the reaction was, I, I think a little underwhelming. And I, I get the feeling like Neil Young was a little offended by the fact that people didn't know who he is. Yeah. Uh, Joe Which kind of tells you some of the hubris involved in this whole thing, right? That's exactly what it is. Look at me. I'm relevant, mm-hmm. even though I haven't been relevant since 1989. Yeah. Which, believe it or not, was the last time 
Neil Young was actually relevant to anything. That's when that tour was. Yeah. And I'm going to force Spotify to remove Joe Rogan. Right. Yeah. Which caused a lot of confusion about Neil Young. Who's Neil Young. Then yesterday we learned that Niles Lofgren or Nils Lofgren. I don't remember. Nils. Nils or not. I don't know. I, I don't know. There's Niles no, would have an E. There's no E. Right. Yeah. Nils Lofgren has come out and said, he's not, you, you can't have my music on Spotify either. As long as you have Joe Rogan, which yeah. once again, caused the entire world to go, who, who the, the F devil is, is Niles, <laughs> Niels Lof, Lofgren. And I mean, I, I'm a child of the seventies, sixties and seventies. And, and as it turns out, I'd actually heard a couple of his songs along the way, but like, unlike most people, it's only been in the age of the internet that I could tell you more than two members, three members of the, my favorite rock and roll band. Mm -hmm. I didn't know who these people were. I, I don't pay any attention to that stuff. Never heard of this guy. But now I'm told that if, 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 if you're going to have Joe Rogan on Spotify, you can't have me. And it's like, who the hell cares? Yeah. And then Rod, just to make it really significant, Joni Mitchell has now joined and said, yeah. Get rid of Joe Rogan or you can't have my music. Well, uh, and they're all plugging Apple, by the way, right? They're, they're plugging our stuff's on Apple. Right. So is ours. Yeah. yeah. Also, way, you know, you know who else besides Joni Mitchell? And I actually heard of Joni Mitchell. I remember Joni Mitchell. Not that I remember any of her songs. Right. Because but, everybody covers her songs. Oh, yeah. Neil Diamond covers Joni Mitchell, too. Yeah. But there's a whole host of celebrities. I mean, uh, Liza Minnelli said she's pulling her stuff off of Spotify. Not that she probably even knew what Spotify was. Barry Manilow. No, he's not. He's not? He's not. Barry Manilow was one of the first ones that came out and said, Barry Manilow's doing this. And, and the problem with that is everybody's going to stand up and cheer for that. Oh, yeah. Nobody loves Barry Manilow. Because he but, writes the songs. Right. But Barry Manilow and Copacabana. Yeah. He, uh, he actually came out with a statement yesterday that said he has no idea where this rumor got started, but it's not true. Okay. That's cool. So I'm okay with that. Good so, on you, Barry. Yeah. Way to go, Barry Manilow. Somebody named Brene Brown. No clue. Has come out and said, well, see, th now this is one of those things that just irritates the living snot out of me. As, as if you hung around with our group here on our group text, you would know this. Is there anybody freaking alive? that doesn't have a podcast show. As it turns out, even God has a podcast show. Yeah. Everybody does. Dogs, cats. I'm sure there's trees out there that have them. Somebody named Brene Brown is apparently a huge podcaster. And by huge, I mean, she has a lot of downloads. Okay. And she also looks like she hasn't missed more than a few meals in her life. I'd never heard of her. I get no idea who she is. And I realize she has no idea who I am. I get it. Yeah. But now she's come out and said, she's not going to release any more podcast episodes to Spotify until Joe Rogan is removed or silenced. Now, the problem with that is she has a contract with him. She's getting paid by Spotify. We're not getting paid, but she is getting yeah. paid, which sounds to me like contractual non-compliance. Mm-hmm. Breach of contract. Right. So anyway, the point, she, all of this I wonder is over. If she talked to her attorney before she decided to do that. Why would she? She's a podcaster of great renown. 
you know, to the Spotify professionals that listen to our podcast, you know, we'd be willing to sign a contract and we won't leave. Yeah. We won't be. Absolute truth. And, and we're, we can be had for a lot less than Joe Rogan. Yeah. A lot less. A lot less. Not zero, but you know, (laughs) I'd be happy if they just covered the coffee that we get, that we drink during the show. (laughs) Yeah. That'd be nice. That'd be really nice. I got, I had a consultant this week talking to a consultant again, and he's like, well, you got to do this, Dave. And so he had me add something to my website. Buy Dave a cup of coffee. You know, so it's like $3 donations. And I think to myself, this is the dumbest thing I've ever done. Well, not okay. It's the dumbest thing I've done this week. So he keeps, he keeps sending Except me texts. Except for, for get the day that you're right. actually on that. He keeps sending me texts. How many donations you get yet? Like none. But why would people do this? Well, but didn't you say buy me a cup of coffee? Yeah. That's the stupidest thing. I know. But if you want to send me a cup of coffee, go to plausiblylive.com and click on the Ko-Fi link and send me a cup of coffee. You'd be better at going, what is that t-shirt place where all of the people have just t-shirts made? Um, teespring teespring yeah just have a have, set up a t-shirt that has plausibly live or some kind of logo on it and you know you can sell those off of there you don't even have to carry the inventory you can just buy lottery tickets and probably come out ahead anyway the point of all this is that these people want censorship mm-hmm. all these people who are advocates for their art want somebody else to shut up and this is yes. this is bottom line of censorship i, I don't care what you have to say i just that's why you shut up. Now, the reality of it is, is most of them have probably never listened to Joe Rogan. No. Most of them have never, if you were to ask Brene Brown or Joni Mitchell or Nils Lofgren or even Neil Young, precisely what misinformation did Joe Rogan put out? And do what episode, right? Yeah, they couldn't <laughs> tell you. No. Now, I'm not naive enough to know or to say that some of what Joe Rogan quote unquote said might be inaccurate, but that doesn't mean it's misinformation. That means there was a discussion going on yeah, and something that was inaccurate may have gotten through as part of the discussion. Did you listen to the entirety of the discussion? Now, my problem with Joe Rogan, and I do have a problem with Joe Rogan, other than he's getting paid a hundred million dollars. Yeah. Is that he does a three hour freaking podcast. That's every single day. It's mm-hmm. too long. I did a four three hours hour when ra- he did jo- Jordan Peterson was four. Oh, hour long. Jesus. I did a three hour radio show, but a three hour radio show is really only about an hour and 45 to an hour and 50 minutes of actual content. Yeah. Three hours of a guy, you know, who is ingesting substance substances that I'm not interested in is just too much. I mean, number one, I don't have yeah. three hours a day to invest in that. Who does? Yeah. Who the I hell don't. are these people that do that? I mean, I download them. Just because I want to stick it to, well, to Neil Young. Yeah. But I don't listen to him. Who's got time for that? I don't have time for that. I, I usually watch the YouTube clips, the, the yeah. 15 minute clips. Exactly. To see what's going on. And I don't even like doing that. I just listen to them. I don't really watch them, but yeah, that's, that's the point. It's just, to me, it's just too long. Anyway, the whole point of all this is I'm confused why these people want to make somebody else shut up. What do they think? What is what does Neil Young think he's going to gain from silencing Joe Rogan? Let's say for the sake of argument that somehow or another he wins. Spotify says, ah, that's it. We're, 
we're going to eat the $100 million by Joe Rogan. Does Neil Young think people are just going to start downloading Neil Young music on Spotify? No. But does he think that? I honestly don't know. I mean, it just seems insane to me to come out of the woodwork, right? And make that claim other than the publicity, right? You're getting some publicity. Some, some people have listened to his songs that would not have listened to his songs before. So he did get some publicity from that. I still bet money. I would bet my lunch money that if you took every Neil Young download on Spotify ever, combine them all together, mm -hmm. they don't equal what Joe Rogan downloaded yesterday. Yeah. No, I would agree. If you combine Neil Young, Neil's Lawfer, and Joni Mitchell, and Brene Brown, yeah. I bet they don't. I just think it's funny that as soon as Neil Young said that, Spotify said, okay, see yeah. ya. Yeah, bye. <laughs> Adios. But now, as more artists join in, do you think that like the Washington Redskins, they'll, they'll start to bend to pressure? I don't think so. It, you know, even if they had some, some really, really big named artists come up, but again, it, a lot of these people have contracts, right? Yeah. So it's okay. See ya. Do we end up with a scenario where Spotify is basically Joe Rogan and other conservative hosts? I don't think Spotify becomes conservative music. I don't think it'll go that far. Be interesting because there's, there's other things at play here that people aren't talking about like ASCAP licenses. Yeah. If I pay for an ASCAP license, can an artist say to me, you can't use my music. I don't know anything about those licenses. So enlighten me. Well, let's take your average radio station. Okay. Your average radio station, let's take our podcast where mm -hmm. we take breaks. We, we have bumper music in there. You'll notice we don't use popular music. Mm -hmm. It's all music that I've written and arranged and stuff like that. Why? Cause I own it. Yeah. Nobody can come in and say, you, yeah. you, you owe Season me money. For yeah. Right. You, they can't do that. And the way you get around that is we could go out and buy an ASCAP license. They usually run somewhere around three to $500 a year. And you would have this, your church has to have one in order to use, to display lyrics that are copyrighted and stuff like that. And if your church doesn't have one, they use, they use CCLI. Yeah. CCLI is the, is the yeah. same thing. Um, so my question is if I've paid for this license, can an artist say to the licensing agency, you can't have my stuff anymore? I don't think so. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not a copyright lawyer, but I, it seems to me like they should be having to refund some of that cost because those things are very expensive. So shouldn't politicians, if they wanted to use like people's music, get one of those yes. licenses and yes, that way, the, you know, the artists can say all they want. You can't right. use my stuff. Huh? Tough, tough patooties. That's one of the things that has been discussed in the past. And, and because, uh, and usually that's why they say to a campaign, you can't use it. Or a campaign basically gives them the bird saying we have a CCLI or an ASCAP license. Mm-hmm take it up with them. And they never do because, you know, it's, is it really worth it to, to argue with them and lose, lose your, your whole thing from those, from those license categories, mm -hmm. catalogs, sorry, uh, for some politician who six months from now, nobody's going to remember who is. Yeah. Unless you're or, Trump. Yeah. Unless you, <laughs> yeah. It's very confusing to me. It's very confusing and it's becoming more confusing by the day, but what else is 
is new. Nothing new under the sun, right? No, nothing new. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Welcome back. I'm Rabbi Dave. I am Friar Rod. And it is the final January episode of 2022. It is so frightening how time fast, how fast time is. Seems like we were just doing the final episode of 2021. Yes. Now here we are already a full one twelfth through 2022. Amazing. Weird to me. Other things that are confusing in the world, though. Uh, the president of Ukraine. Now... Mm-hmm been around for a while. You know that I'm very concerned about what's going on in Ukraine, very concerned about what's going on in West Taiwan and North Korea, which day before yesterday was throwing ballistic missiles into the sea again as mm-hmm. a way of proving that they're manly or something. They got some really big slingshots. Right. So this whole buildup over Ukraine, now we have this argument about what did President Biden actually say to President Zelensky in the call, which as I recall, maybe you recall this too. Isn't it a call to President Zelensky and Ukraine? The reason we impeached Trump? Yeah, I thought. That's what I thought too. So now the call to Zelensky the other day was reported in the media as being basically blasé. But then the transcript got out and it turned out it really wasn't as blase as, as, as the American media wanted you to believe it was. And now the Ukrainian president is going around telling everybody things aren't bad. The the Russians are fine. They're just, they're just being the Russians. There's no danger whatsoever. All you people go home and leave us alone. That's really weird. It's really, really odd. But at the same time, It's the kind of thing that makes you say WTF because you're sitting there going, well, wait a minute. Are there 300,000 Russian troops on your border or just a hundred thousand? And if there's only a hundred thousand, is there really no danger of an an invasion? If there's 400,000, is there still no danger of an invasion? What the heck is going on here? And why is Ukraine all of a sudden trying to pretend that it's not happening? I don't know. I don't know either. Here's what I do know. I believe that Putin is trying to get something out of this. Mm-hmm. And I'm a little surprised. I, this is, I'm surprised he hasn't already invaded, which causes me to think, well, maybe he's not really going to, maybe, maybe this bluffing. is all just bluff because by waiting, he's just making it harder. 
by waiting, he's he's letting more NATO forces move into Ukraine. He's letting more UK. Britain is talking about sending troops now to Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Does Putin really want a war with everybody in the freaking world? Or did he just want an easy bite of something that you know what scared him off? It was those German helmets. (laughs) Yes, Yes, it was. Five thousand German helmets. Oh, that's you know can't do anything about that. Doggone it! I hate those spiky helmets. You get the spikes on the top to deflect (laughs) our saber blows. (laughs) Well, better better call it off. Yeah, I don't know. He clearly wants something. Now, mm-hmm. commentary magazine is commentary tablet. I don't remember. One of the two had an article this week about Joe Biden and the Trump dossier. Remember the Trump dossier? Oh, yeah. The Trump dossier was this whole idea that Donald Trump went to Moscow and had prostitutes urinate on him in Obama's bed. And yeah, and it, it didn't make sense then. And as it turns out, the entire thing was made up by yeah. the Clinton people. Because Hillary Clinton, how do you say this in English? Um, she lies. Oh, yeah, of course. A lot. She likes to lie. <laughs> so anyway, there are reasonable questions now being asked if that entire dossier wasn't intentionally, originally intended to discourage Joe Biden from reentering the 2016 race. There was a time when Joe Biden was thinking about getting into that race. Yeah. And he didn't. And you, you start wondering now, because really these descriptions of Trump's behavior in the steel dossier don't make much sense for Trump. No. A noted germaphobe, mm-hmm. you know, but he loves his for, McDonald's. Right. But for somebody like, Oh, I don't know, Hunter Biden, they sound believable. Yeah, if you really, told me that Hunter clicks. Biden, went to Russia and had prostitutes pee on him. I'd believe it. Yeah. And the likelihood of that being true is much greater than that of Trump. Right. Now the dossier itself is still fake, but mm-hmm. you would believe it if it was Hunter Biden. And if that came out in 2016, while he was running against Hillary Clinton, she would know how to use that and going, see, this guy's not fit to be president. He's got yeah. questionable relationships with Ukraine, blah, blah, blah. She would have used that. Oh yeah. But then she didn't have to. So, but they'd already paid for it. So it's like, well, well, let's just repurpose it for. Yeah. It's fake anyway. Just change the name. And nobody's, nobody's crazy enough to really believe this crap. Well, there were people on the left, right? (laughs) So anyway, makes me wonder. It's certainly possible. And then when I start looking at what's happening in Ukraine right now, I start wondering, okay. I don't really care what side of the political aisle you're on, left, right, indifferent, doesn't matter to me. You can't argue with me that the Bidens, as a family, have not had inappropriate financial arrangements with Ukraine. Mm-hmm. There's just no way you can argue. Charisma. So what's Joe Biden's interest in having a war in Ukraine? Let's say we go to war in Ukraine and we get our butts kicked. The Russians are too strong mm-hmm. and they all that stuff gets blown up, right? Yeah. I think he's protecting his paperwork in the paper trail that leads back to him. He doesn't want to warn. Well, I don't think he needs to worry about that. I I, I think the American media is doing a pretty good job of that already. Oh, they are. And his handlers. I mean, do you think Joe Biden really knows what's going on around here? 
That's a good question. I mean, I, I don't know if he does or not. Some days I think, see, like his, his, some days I think he's really savvy. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm, I'm the only conservative in the world that's going to say this to you. So do with it what you will. But if that reporter had asked me the same question, I would have said exactly the same thing. The, 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 yeah. no, it's just great. You stupid son of a bit. I would have yeah. said the same thing. And, and frankly, it's one of the few things that Biden has said that I applaud because he was yeah. right. It was, it was a stupid question. And the president's response was both sarcastic and digging. And his, his apology, non-apology was even better. Hey, yeah. nothing personal. Yeah. <laughs> but then all the rest of the times he's like out yeah. there. So I don't know. I don't know. I know most people believe that he's uh, well, senile, but most sometimes dementia people, don't they have moments of clarity? <laughs> See one of the, one of the most interesting moments of my life. I'd gone to Washington DC to visit a, a friend and his family mm-hmm. and we were spending the weekend in DC and it was great. And his family was very, very involved in Washington stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, his mother was the secretary to the Democrat national committee. She was okay. the actual typing secretary kind of thing. Yeah. So we knew people, but he, he pulled me aside before we got there and he said, now look, my family's pretty left and it's fine. There's no big deal. So, but my grandma, is she's crazy and she's mean. Just, just, she's crazy and she's just mean. let it go because she's, she's not all there. Yeah. Right. So somehow or another, we ended up at a grocery store and I don't remember why or what we were doing there, but his grandma was at the whole family and his grandma was just going off. I mean, she was just, rah, 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 and nothing was right. Nothing was good. Nothing sure. was. And somehow or another, I ended up standing alone with her. <laughs> right. And these words in my head are this, this woman's crazy. She's not all there, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And she looked at me and I looked at her and she looked back at me and she was like, she just started smiling. What? She says, do you know why I like being old? No, no. Tell me, why do you like being old? She looks at me and she says, cause I can be a crazy bitch and nobody will notice yeah. Nobody cares. <laughs> She's doing it for fun. And I started laughing. I said, you've got all these people buffaloed. She says, I know. <laughs> Sometimes I think Biden might be that. Maybe. Is there, is there value to being thought of as being senile? I don't know. But what's the whole deal with him setting up uh, on a you know, soundstage basically to deliver all of the like, you know, messages. That's and weird. And it's just weird. weird. They're controlling, you know, his, his access. So what's the benefit of a war in Ukraine other than wagging the dog? No clue. Well, we won't be talking about inflation or gas prices or COVID or anything else. That could be, yeah. Inflation sucks right now. Guess that could be. Stay with us. We'll be right back.
Welcome back. I am Friar Rod. I'm Rabbi Dave. And it is that time that we get to go over news stories that we get that we cherry pick throughout the week, basically, that makes us say WTF. And so my story this week, Dave, you would think playing, you know, virtual reality games and things in the virtual space with the metaverse and everything wouldn't cause you any lasting harm, right? I mean, one would think. You'd think. Well, sadly, for a German gamer, he broke his neck while wearing a virtual reality headset after he moved too intensely. Doctors claim the 31-year-old's repetitive movements led to his neck being damaged before part of that bone finally cracked. The man went to the hospital after experiencing a piercing pain in his shoulders. X-rays later revealed that the band had fractured his C7 neck vertebra, which sits at the, near the base of the neck above his shoulders. So, yeah, I guess, you know, virtual reality can, can, uh, can harm you and break your neck. So that's kind of like my WTF. Now, I know we have a virtual reality headset, and so you can get exercise doing that. But and I've seen people like punch their TV screens and computers and things like that. Do you remember when the Wii first came out? Yes. And all the thing about people throwing the. <laughs> yeah, that's television. why they had the little hand, you know, the little straps to keep them on your hand and wrist. It was great. So, yeah, My WTF is going to require some explanation. All right. I am fascinated by government ease. Okay. You know what I'm talking about? Government no. language. Okay. Because government is right up there with religion mm -hmm. when it comes to being able to say absolutely nothing with the most possible amount of words. Mm -hmm. Now, we are in a confrontation with West Taiwan, otherwise oh. known as communist China. Sure. And last week, an amazing thing happened. The ballistic missile submarine USS Nevada showed up in Guam. Now, for those who are savvy, we all looked at each other and went, hmm, that's an interesting message to send. Look. Here is a ballistic missile submarine near you. Yes. We just want to remind. And so, of course, this made the news, which was picked up by our local newspaper, mm -hmm. which, ran a, which ran a headline called Naval Base Kitsap, which is what they call it here now, becomes the tactical hub for ballistic missile submarines. Now. What they're about to tell you about actually happened probably five or six months ago, but they're just now getting around to picking yeah. this up. So I'm going to read parts of this to you verbatim. When the USS Nevada made a rare port visit to Guam earlier this month, more than 5,500 miles from its home on the Hood Canal, it made international headlines and prompted some speculation about the Navy's motivation. Was it a show of force against rising Chinese naval aggression? Was it a message of deterrence to recent North Korean missile tests? No need to jump to such conclusions, Navy leaders say. <laughs> Quote, it wasn't any ty a type of attempt to flex our muscles. That according to Captain Kelly Lang, direct Ling Lang, director of maritime operations, for Naval Kitsap, base Kitsap Banger. 
it was, quote, a routine pre-scheduled event. Unquote. Now, the rest of the article goes on to talk about mm, this, that, and the other thing. And then we get to the meat of the whole thing. Since 1982, when USS Ohio arrived here, Kitsap County has been the administrative home for West Coast ballistic missile submarines, quote, responsible for the care, maintenance, training, and readiness of the submarines and its crews while moored in Bangor, unquote. But that changed last year in June. Stay with me now. Sure. Submarine Group 9 is now tasked with tactical operations as well. In basic terms, it means that the subgroup is still in tactical control of the subs when lines are cast off and the boat is at sea. Quote, we now, all, we now drive all movements. The job used to fall under the commander of Submarine Force U.S. Pacific Fleet, but now it's come to banger along with eight operations critical jobs. Having both administrative and tactical control of the subs creates continuity in that its leadership can more closely interface with crews at home at sea. It's akin to the way it's better to meet in person than in virtually. And it also streamlines leadership structure. Quote, it allows us to see our sailors eye to eye. Unquote. Allows to see sailors eye to eye. Interesting. A longtime sailor who commanded one of the submarines, USS Maine, noted the extraordinary mission of each of the ballistic missile submarines to carry in maintain its weapons, blah, 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 blah. The only thing the submarine can do on its own, he said, is rust. She does nothing without the people who serve on board, unquote. Now, this uh, is the kind of article, I know some of, you are, some of you are already lost. I can hear it already. I can hear the gears going. <laughs> so follow me here now. Okay. A ballistic missile submarine with 20 Trident missiles. Mm -hmm. surfaces and parks in Guam. And this is the response the Navy gives you <laughs> to the question. Is that, are you sending a signal? Well, no, this allows us to meet with our sailors face to face. Sure. We control everything from here. Right. They don't do anything on their own. Except rust. Except rust. It's beautiful. It's the kind of thing that makes me, used to make me say WTF, but I've learned to speak government ease so much that now it's just the kind of thing that I, that I look at in awe and go, somebody, I don't know who, I know it wasn't me, got paid to produce this drivel. Mm -hmm. And that's what makes me say, WTF. Welcome back. Tis I, Dave. 
And I, Rod. And in case you missed it this week, and you, you probably did, do you know who uh, Comrade Lysenko was? No, I don't. Comrade Lysenko was a Stalin-era biologist in the Soviet Union who rejected the ideas of genetics when mm -hmm. it came to biology and believed that he could take seeds. Remember, the, the Soviet Union had problems growing wheat. And he believed that it was because of the cold weather. And so what he believed he could do was take the wheat seeds, expose them to cold, icy water kind of thing. Yeah. And this would make the seeds adapt to cold weather and it would solve the, the famines in the, in the United Kingdom. Okay. He completely rejected genetics and that sort of thing. And he was, uh, he was such a good communist though, that Stalin loved him, promoted him to party seats and stuff like that. Had all the other biologists who disagreed with Lysenko, he had them shot. Oh, there you go. That's one. And way of out. course, yeah. it never worked, but nobody noticed that part that it didn't work. So Scientific American, which is a huge magazine that deals with science mm -hmm. this week, decided that the guy that had basically made the bones of Scientific American, who was a mm -hmm. longtime bio biologist who you know, accepted all this, you know, taught genetics and stuff like that. Sure. They've decided to Lysenko him. Now that he's dead, they've, they've come out and accused him of not being a good scientist. He's, he's a wow. racist and, and stuff like that. So if you happen to be a, a, a subscriber to scientific American, you may notice some woke, like woke Lysenkoism starting this month in your magazine. As they have taken Mr. Wilson and said, no, he's a racist. All his, all his ideas about genetics are racially motivated. That is such BS. Mm, They're not mutually the, exclusive. It's the way the world's headed, man. Who cares what your facts are? Who cares what your science is? You've got to follow our science. If you don't think the same, if you don't think the right thing, then nothing you do matters. Right. Which is where this whole thing is headed. And I, I was surprised by that because. What amazes me about this is uh, Cosmos, the series with Neil Tyson deGrasse, mm -hmm. the, the reboot of Neil deGrasse Tyson. Neil deGrasse Tyson. Did I backwards him? You did. Sorry. Dyslexia. Sorry. Anyway, he, uh, they redid Cosmos and they, they did a whole episode on Lysenko and the mm. damage that he caused. And now here are scientific Americans going, we don't care what, we don't care what the real science is because the real science doesn't fit our agenda. Mm -hmm. So our agenda is, you know, wokeism, and we're going to, we're going to, we're going to Lysenko this guy. Basically he's dead. So we're just going to, uh, we're just going to tell everybody that all of his ideas were bad, even though they were right. They're bad. Yeah. Tragedy. Mm. Makes you wonder. Yeah. It makes kind of thing. It makes you say the hell's going on here. WTF. WTF. What the rock. Who knows what's going on? Meantime, we would appreciate it if you would like, download, share the show. We will not be leaving Spotify. So, yes, we uh, we we want to make that clear. We are not we're not leaving Spotify. Mm -mm. Are we even on Spotify? I think we are. We are. I can't keep up with I can't keep up with everywhere we are. <laughs> but I I know we're on iTunes because that's what I use. I use iTunes not okay. because I love Apple. Just because it's the easiest one for me. Yeah. But we're also on our webpage at 
at whatthefrock.org. If you don't, if you don't even want to download, you can just go there and click on it and it'll, it'll download for you. Apple. I think we're on Google play. Probably. I, I haven't, I, I haven't used Google play in a while. We're kind of on iHeart, but not exact. This takes some explanation. Okay. So iHeart is just a, I don't know the English word for it. Charlie Foxtrot. Cluster. Yeah. It's just a mess. I, 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 for the life of me, I, I don't want to say too much here because I don't want to criticize this, but for the, the clown that's running iHeart is the same guy that destroyed MTV. Okay. That's okay. Good and news. now he's, now he's done a successful job of destroying clear channel. What was clear channel and, mm-hmm. and iHeart is just a freaking mess. Uh, for how it works, the iHeartRadio app. So somehow, and I, I have no idea how, because I didn't ask them for it. Mm-hmm. I didn't figure they would want me. But somehow or another, they got my show, plausibly live, on iHeart. Amazing. I don't know how. I I have no idea. I, I never got anything from iHeart saying, hey, you want to be on this platform? You wanna, nothing. But my show is there. But mm-hmm. it doesn't feed from the Apple iTunes feed. So I have to update a special individual, completely separate XML file to get it there. Hmm. You follow me here? Okay. So for whatever reason, WTF never got picked up by iHeart, but I post it to that XML feed. So if you follow plausibly live, the Dave Bowman show on iHeart, if you want to, you can get the show there on iHeart. Okay. And you can rate and review the show and download it and everything from there. Yeah. It's not good to know. It's stupid, but well, I mean, it's the world we live in now. My only only problem with listening to iHeart is the stupid commercials. commercials. Oh my gosh. (laughs) We've been having some fun with that lately. Yeah. Now, as far as I know, my show doesn't come with commercials. I'm going to have to listen now. I'm going to have to see. Yeah. It's, it's, it's so weird the way they set this thing up, which is why I recommend that you don't do it that way. But if you need to, or if you happen to be a loyal company guy and you, you know, you only listen to things on iHeart, then uh, you can, you can get this show there, but you have to go to my show to get it. Plausible. Yeah. It's no separate feed. So anyway, we'd appreciate it. If you download it, like it, share it, yeah, rate and review it. And if you have any questions, comments, or whinings and complaints, you can email us. Please do. WTF at whatthefrock.org. Or comment on the Facebook. Famous, yeah, Facebook works too. Or, yeah. Love seeing the emails. We get some regulars. Oh, we had some emails today too, and I didn't get them. See, I'm so discombobulated today. Yeah. Sorry, Steve. Steve sent us an email. <laughs> I meant to talk about it, Steve, but sorry. I just, I don't even have my email program open. Literally, I had to reboot like 10 seconds before we were starting. Anyway. Yep, you did. It's crazy. Anyway, that uh, that's what's happening in my world today. Hopefully, your world is just as exciting. Hopefully. Or if not, if not, maybe you're, uh, I don't know, maybe you understand this stuff better than me. And if you do, drop me an email, WTF at whatthefrock.org. And on that note, I'm Rabbi Dave. And I am Friar Rod. And this has been... What the Frock?